Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 96. We're going to talk about a really interesting topic with the players that we coach and questions that they have about some of the things that we ask them to do. And we're going to try to answer the question, why? Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Now let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Coach Don and I have been doing the podcast now for sneaking up on three years, uh, really enjoying doing it and uh, are very fortunate. We have a strong group of patrons, people that are supporting us financially by uh, making a monthly donation. We would love for you to join the team if you are in a position where you can afford to financially. Uh, there's three different levels of support. If you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, the three different levels are explained and then also the uh, incentives for you to become a patron. Um, we try to do as much as we can to say thank you to our patrons for supporting us. And if you're in a position where you can, uh, we would certainly love to add you to the team because uh, Coach Don and I need all the support, all the help we can get. Tori, are we looking for any more segment sponsors or anything like that? We definitely are always looking for segment sponsors uh, for the uh, Everything Fast Pitch podcast. So if you're interested in any of those kinds of things, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So Don, why? Why is a good question, right? Well, uh, and especially in our business. Yeah, no, we've got uh, situations where um, often we're in the, the heat of a very tense game and we ask our athletes to do things that they might not understand at the time, whether it's uh, getting a sacrifice bunt down or moving a runner in some fashion and that player might be two for two with a double off the wall and a triple down in the corner and they're, they feel like they're hot. Why would you ask me to bunt at this point? Right. And, um, again, a lot of times when, when we create that environment, um, for the players to be more concerned with why it is that the coach wants me to do that particular thing at that time, um, I think is so distracting that it often causes us to make mistakes. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, the example that you give is a, is a classic one of, uh, things that are always going on, discussions that are always, uh, being had away from the field between parents and players and certainly between players amongst themselves. And I think our challenge as coaches is to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to uh, present our message to our players to get them on board with the fact that the strategy choices that we're making are, are going to vary from day to day, from game to game, from situation to situation, and that we're counting on all of them to be capable of performing whatever the skill is, whatever the, the play is at the time, because we think it gives us the best chance for success and the best opportunity to win. But I'm thinking the best way to avoid this question on game day is to have been having a lot of these discussions and working on a lot of these things on a regular basis and what we're doing in practice and what we're doing uh, in the time leading up to playing. 
Sure. No, I think that's going to create a much better environment for us, for sure, Tori. I like that uh, that thought. Um, you know, as you said, having a hunch or having an idea of, of what's happening on the other side, on our opponent's side, big factor. You know, we're watching people warm up. We're watching, you know, the outfielders throw to see, you know, even in pregame, you know, who's making good throws, who's shaking their arm because their arm's hurting, you know, who's all patched up you know, at third base, uh, you know, and, and not very mobile to be fielding a ground ball or a bunt, you know, a sneaky bunt or a base hit bunt. And, um, you know, again, for our players to have, you know, I would always refer to it as blind faith. Just, hey, you know, the coach has got a, a plan. I'm going to do it. And, you know, at the end of the day, we can talk about why we bunted in the third inning. But in the third inning, to do a good job bunting, you got to be rehearsing the things that are going to be important to do a good job at that time. You know, I need to be up in the box, you know, top half of the ball, uh, strikes only, um, you know, all the things that are going to help you be successful at that moment. If you get put out, if it goes the wrong way, at the end of the day, we can talk about what the philosophy or, or thoughts were at that point, you know, to, you know, help share with everybody what the idea was. But at that moment, it's just time to get out there and execute whatever, you know, whatever the coach is asking you to do. And, um, do the best we can with it at that point. So there's a lot that goes into it. Right. Well, I like your idea of blind faith. Um, and it's one of those things that to me is challenging because I think it has changed drastically in the last few years. I think that uh, once upon a time, um, most players came up through the ranks with that idea of right. blind faith of if, you know, if, you know, when my coach says jump, I say how high was kind of how all of us were raised. And now we know we're dealing with a, a generation of uh, players and, and even their parents that are much more demanding of an explanation, want to know why things are happening. They want to understand the logic and the, and the, the decision-making that goes into it. The thing that I always uh, thought was an interesting thing is the t one topic that you talked about was bunting, because bunting to me is the uh, hot-button topic. Why did you make my kid bunt? She's the best hitter on the team. Or... Why aren't you bunting more? Yeah. yeah. Either way, you're getting it. Right. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, from a coaching perspective, you know, if you know your players the way that you should, if you're aware of their strengths and weaknesses the way that you should, I think sometimes that's going to dictate the decisions that you make. So the uh, rule book or the, the, the unwritten rules of what should happen don't necessarily always apply. You know, a lot of the traditionalists in fast pitch softball would think if you get a runner at first, nobody out. The automatic choice is to bunt her over to, to second to, to be in scoring position. But from a coaching perspective, if you know that the hitter that's up at the plate right now is a weak bunter, uh, maybe the base runner um, is a slow runner that might have a hard time getting to second base. The defenders are amazing right, the, the, at, the, at yeah, defending a bunt. Yeah, you've, you've scouted this team enough yep. to know that that third baseman's going to be you know 10 feet up the line when that ball gets bunted, and there's a chance that it could be a double play, not even just uh, get the lead runner out at second. Um, it comes back to my point earlier of uh, let's make sure that we're working on all these things in practice. Let's make sure we're talking about these strategies. Let's make sure that we have, I, I guess, a um, way of doing things that's as consistent as possible with the understanding that you know everything can change from day to day, from situation to situation, so that the players can get on board with it. They kind of uh, understand what the expectations are. If we've been talking since the first day of the season, first day of practice, with all of our hitters saying, hey, we need everybody to be able to get a sacrifice bunt down because if it's late in the game and we need to get a runner moved over, everybody on this team is going to be asked to bunt. And we 
live it, breathe it, do it, practice it consistently from that first practice on. How many times have you heard, Tori, I don't bunt? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we're working on it from that first minute on, yeah. then that player who is questioning, well, why are you asking me to bunt, already knew walking up, well, I'm pretty sure he's going to ask me to bunt. Right. And and I think that that sort of uh, alleviates, yeah, yeah. sort of alleviates some of this problem uh, because if the players are already thinking along the same way as you're thinking as a coach, I think that goes a long way. Now, the reality of it is that there always is going to be the third part of the discussion, which is the parents who are going to always have an opinion about what they believe their player, their their child's strengths and weaknesses are. They've got a huge advantage to be able to give their opinion after it all happens, right? right. Yeah. Well, and uh, I always tell this story. When I was uh, first started coaching at Tennessee Tech, had uh, a family of players that uh, were, were part of the program, a couple of cousins, a couple of sisters and a very knowledgeable softball family. And one of the moms, uh, Sharon, who is uh, one of my all-time favorites, was the classic old-school softball player and then softball coach who bunted a lot, bunted almost always to get that runner over to second. It was a serious bone of contention for us. She, you know, she just wanted me you to like bunt to more, yeah. thought that we should bunt more. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the day she passed away, probably the last thought in her mind before she went to heaven was, I, you know, I bet you we would have won more games if Tori would have bunted more. Right. You know, over time, you know, she started to see that, well, my philosophy was much more, um, we've got a really good hitter up at the plate. Let's hit and run. Let's, you know, let's do something else. She knew um, the kid. To yeah. uh, to take advantage of the player's strengths or, or 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 to minimize their weaknesses, and I think that helped us kind of cross that bridge and get to the point where you know, she still didn't always agree with or or understand why I chose to hit when I did or or bunt when I did, but at least it was less of a bone of contention, less of a problem area that uh, you know, was percolating under the under the surface. And so, uh, but the biggest challenge is, and, and kind of coming all the way back full circle to your point is. We've got to do a better job of helping our players understand and and believe and and have faith in what we're asking them to do. That no matter what the outcome is, that at that point in time, at that you know, when when it's time to make that decision, we are making the decision that we believe is absolutely the best one to give our team the best chance to win today. No, I like it, Tori. And um, you know, as you said, the communication piece is huge. And and then time, you know, they will understand and have that faith as we uh, do things and as we go along. But uh, the worst, the worst thing ever would be this time of year, the tail end of our year, going to nationals, um, having anything but that, because the 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 competition is going to be tight. Those are the games that we really need to win, and we're going to need every edge we can get to right. to beat those, you know, very comparable teams. Yeah, when I think that the biggest, most important part of this puzzle is that we want that we want that hitter going up to the plate thinking man I get to bunt her over so that you know the next person can drive her in and we can win so I get to bunt instead of I can't believe he's making me bunt I can't believe I have to bunt right and so if we start to um and again build that uh, relationship build that understanding from from day 1 then I think she goes up there like oh man I'm 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 a great bunter I get to really help our team right here I, I I'm going to do my job and so instead of being up there half in, half out, trying to wonder um, why they're doing yeah. something, they're 100% in, 100% committed. And you probably see a whole lot better bunting um, from players that want to do it well because they see the value in it for the overall team success versus the kid who feels like they have to do it and, and uh, doesn't really want to be doing it. Tori, what do you think about this too? This kind of pours over into uh, 
believing in your coach's positioning you in the infield. It pours over into walking a batter if you're a pitcher. And, you know, we want to intentionally walk, whether, you know, it's an official thing or whether we're pitching around her. You know, it's like, no, I can go after her. I can get her. And, you know, that's that one that gets the big hit. We know that she's a clutch hitter. We know that the games we've scouted her, um, you know, she comes through in those tight situations. And um, we just don't want that to be a difference maker in our game. But if we don't have that, that same, you know, comfort, on the other end, receiving the message, then we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, when I think uh, you make a really good point, Don, you know, talking about bunting or not bunting is just sort of the uh, way into this discussion Mm -hmm. um, because it's one of those really uh, obvious, questionable things that happen. Everything that we're asking our team to do, every decision that we make is uh, going to have ramifications, right? And so if, if we can develop that knowledge and understanding and, and uh, trust between coaches and players, no matter what the situation is, you know, no matter what the solution is to the challenge, that we have faith in and believe that our coaches really are doing something that's going to give us the better opportunity to be successful. But again, it all comes back to practicing things and playing with things. You know, uh, the, a couple of years ago, I was blessed. We had three of the fastest outfielders, I think maybe in the entire country, all on our team at the same time. A couple of them had also played infield, so we started playing around with the extra infielder in certain situations. We even played around with the idea of only one outfielder with two extra infielders. <laughs> and um, you know, the first time we did it, you know, the, at practice, the kids had this look on their face like, "Oh, that's the craziest thing ever." But then we talked about, "Well, okay, you know, but here's here here's why we have co- confidence in our pitchers. She can if pitch I if I pitch it zone. outside, yeah. if I call it outside, it's going to be outside." If if we pitch inside, it's going to be inside. So that gives us some confidence that we can do some different things. We've got enough speed in the outfield that um, it's almost redundant. You know, we'd have you know really hard balls to track, you know, gappers and things like that that both kids would get to easily, instead of you know you know that last second you know miraculously just barely getting to the ball. So you know, talking about well, because we've got so much speed, we can cover so much more ground. Wouldn't it be you know, disheartening for the other team uh, to have a runner at third and a chance to win the game, and all of a sudden they look up and uh, there's no holes in the infield for that uh, <laughs> line drive hitter to hit through. Right. And so, uh, but again, it you know the first time you do anything that's outside the norm, outside the box, it's going to you know raise some eyebrows. But if we're doing a good job from a coaching perspective of of explaining, you know, practicing, and really sharing our vision over and over again, I think we're going to solve a lot of the questions that happen and have our players going up to these situations, uh, whatever they might be, with a whole lot better attitude and a whole mo- lot more confidence that it's going to work out the way we want it to. Absolutely. So message to the athletes that are listening you know, to the podcast or that get a chance to hear this, that uh, their very best opportunity for success and for the team's success is to have that blind faith, to go out there and, and rehearse the things that are going to help you execute whatever it is your coaches are asking you to do. And after the day's over, we can look back to the first inning of the first game or look back to whatever point it was that you had any kind of wonder or doubt. Push that away when you're in that moment, but let's talk about it later. And then yeah. hopefully you can understand um, you know, where the coaches were coming from and, and help justify it in your mind why we did it the way we did. Right. And, and there's always time to gain more knowledge and more understanding of why a decision was made. But once that decision is made, it's our job to do everything we can to execute it the best that we can. Yeah. So if that means 
you know, something that uh, is outside the box of normal softball strategy or, or something that you're not as happy about or as excited about doing. Still got to do it the best we can every chance we get. And, and hopefully it all works out that uh, it pays off the way that the coaches are anticipating that it will. Yeah, sometimes it's a hunch. Sometimes it's things you've seen in pregame. Sometimes it's things we've scouted and watched, you know, endlessly time and time again to, to see happening in our opponent. But you just got to believe it. Right. And sometimes you have to have a little, you know, heart-to-heart talk with players. I can remember a very good pitcher who pitched for me once upon a time wanted to know why she wasn't in the lineup to hit when she was pitching. And I just asked her, said, are you one of the nine best hitters? And she had this dumbfounded look on her face like, well, that wasn't the question. I just want to know why I'm not, pit- why I'm not hitting when I pitch. I said, well. So, if you're so pitching you're, wondering that, right. then we're in trouble. Yeah, so, so yeah. let's focus on the task at hand. So yeah. hopefully that gives you some things to think about, coaches, and uh, a way to approach this with your team to make sure that uh, life is easier and smoother. Um, and, and hopefully we can spend less time doubting and more time just executing. So that'll wrap up episode number 96. If you have questions, comments or suggestions, please reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And also make sure you're always checking out the fastpitchprep.com website, tons of information, and it's the easiest way for you to order your square cuts training discs. So for Coach Don and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.